Normal progressions like truck nipper, charge up, which is shot fire, bogger, then jumbo. So I'd already, you know, sort of half knew how to use it, like not well and useless at it because it's the most difficult thing to learn in your life. Like it's just the getting it moving and keeping the sequence going to actually achieve stuff and get yourself out of bloody shit situations. Like it's just there's that much to it, not breaking thing and not hurt anyone else like you can oh there's so much shit can go wrong with it welcome to the beers with a minor podcast my name is mad mumsy and i've been driving the huge dump trucks in australian open cup mines for over 10 years now i wish i had a dollar for everyone who said to me how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks oh you must be rich how do i get a job doing that My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Tune in each episode as I sit down for a relaxed chat, usually over a few beers, with a fellow miner. Women and blokes with various experience, roles and opinions share their lessons and stories with you. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in this industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? Oh, crack me up. Hi, it's Mad Mumsy here, and in this happy hour episode, we're hanging out with a guy named Matt Michael, an underground miner in WA. And he's a real miner, right? Because he's underground. We'll get to that. (laughs) And he's also got a podcast called Life of Mine. I have loved watching his Facebook Live videos. They just—they crack me up. It's hilarious. He's just shooting the breeze with people sitting around the coffee table. And I just love it. And I always end up commenting. And um, I just thought I had to get him on the podcast for you. And for me, because I want to find out who is this guy? What makes him tick? And why did he start a podcast as well? So let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? Ha ha ha! Crack me up. Still. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Oh, thank you very much. I was, I was so impressed by you, your transition from uh, to your very professional intro there. It's like you flipped a switch. That was very well done. <laughs> It's co- it's called reading. <laughs> you oh, should, reading! You yeah. should try it one time. <laughs> uh, isn't it hard to try and read an intro and act like you're not reading it? Yes. So now I just told Thanks. everyone, I fucking thanks for that. You let the cat out of you're the bag ready. already, buddy. I know. I know this is going to be good. <sighs> All right. So before we get started, as you know, this podcast is called the Beers with a Minor Podcast, and I like to start these happy hour episodes with my guests sharing their favourite beverage and also their favourite time to enjoy it. It could be beer, wine, spirit or perhaps even a cup of tea. What is yours, Matt? Well, um, unfortunately, it's geographically determined these days. So I have to drink Emu Export because I'm, I'm based in WA, but I'm actually from New South Wales originally and I was a Tui's new man. So I recently went back and enjoyed some frothy schooners anew. Now, time of day is, well, because I work night shift, day shift, so it's anywhere between technically 6.30am and 6.30pm. So if, obviously if I'm on night shift, breakfast, uh, breakfast time, I'm hooking into the tins up at work. But, uh, yeah, so – but, oh, look – 
after 12 o'clock at home is an acceptable time. Otherwise, the missus gives me a bit of a stink eye if I'm cracking one before then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you kind of look at the clock and go, oh, I don't know, is it, is it too early? And then if someone comes around, it's never too early, right? It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, we'll open the beer. That's we're good. And when and whenever I do a podcast, I have to have a beer with it. Like it might only be one, and that's if I've got an early morning one. Um, I've had a few weird looks from some of the guests as well. They're like, "You having a beer now?" I'm like, "Oh, it's kind of what I have to do." Yeah, I was having. I was used to have too many at the start, but like when I first started doing, I took a bit far, and I'd start. I'd get the old thick tongue by the end of the interview. <laughs> so I've eased up a bit. I have one or two now. Haven't we evolved? Oh, haven't we? Oh, we're so grown up. <laughs> I have. Um, I must admit, I've listened to myself sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I sound a bit half cut there. And sometimes I know because I am. But we 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 won't say which one. And I have just come off a podcast. Um, first time ever, actually, I'm batching baby, which is what they say to do. You know, do quite a few in a row. I'm doing two. That's enough. Yeah. So I've already had a couple of beers. So I'm I'm already well warmed up and ready to go. Oh, you're chirpy as fuck, hey, then. Beautiful. Hey, that's just how, <laughs> that's just how I am anyway, right? Oh dear. So I want to get into your mining um, journey. You know, gotta love that word. What the fuck do you do in mining? That's a better way to put it. In the industry, what is it that you do, Matt? And how long have you been doing it? Oh, geez. Uh, I can't answer this quickly because it's a fucking weird journey, I'll be honest. But um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try and summarise it the best I'd <laughs> I've got three beers lined up. So <laughs> I've got all day. <laughs> three beers can be a measure of time, isn't it? Isn't that great? Um, <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. I'm currently, currently a jumbo operator. So I don't know if there's a lot of open pit people listening to this. So jumbos is one of the... One of the drill rigs uh, underground that does all the uh, drilling of the development phases to advance the tunnels, you'd say, and then install all the mesh and ground support to make it safe for everyone to walk under. So uh, I'll do that at the moment, and I've been doing that for probably three and a half, four years. Uh, absolutely love it. It's like a friggin' underground sport. It's just the best fun ever. I absolutely love it. But a bit of a – wasn't a direct journey – Going into it, I originally was a mining engineer. Uh, So I, yeah, so I I did, you know, went through the whole goonbag journey of university and uh, come out as a mining engineer and then worked as one for five years. And I look, enjoyed it at the time. Got a bit bloody monotonous and boring, but just always had that. like we did a year underground to get your practical time and I was just always fascinated by these jumbo operators. I thought that is the coolest fucking job I've ever seen in my life because it's like this, I don't know if you've seen one, it's like a big bloody transformer robot looking thing. It's fucking, it's bloody out there. So is is that your podcast logo? Is that a jumbo? Yeah, yeah, in a way, oh, yeah. yeah. It's got the, with the microphones with, with on With microphones the hanging off it, I love it. My... My brother-in-law is a jumbo operator, and I've over over there, and I've d- just never really known what it is. But um, carry on. Now I know a lot more about it. So it's a driller. It's it's like <laughs> you're a stinking driller, basically. You're a glorified driller. Essentially, we're just we're like 
you could probably get a monkey trained to do it. Like, it is very hard, but, like, you, you're essentially just boring holes and blowing fucking rocks up. Yeah. It's, um, it's in a very repetitive way. But that's, I guess, the the whole cycle of the development to, you know, advance the tunnels and everything depends on the jumbo. That's why it's a, you know, pretty high-pressure sort of intense job, which is, which is what's so great about it. Mm. Um, you're down at the face. You might be at the hottest parts of the mine all the time and, um really pushing the body to the limits phys- physically because you're working hard and you're trying to obviously you, you might depends how you set up where you get paid per bolt and everything you put in so if you if you want to be lazy you don't get paid as much so <laughs> it's um but it's just good fun because it's you're really you know everyone's behind you so if i have a shit day everyone has a shit day <laughs> it's, so um, but can you explain <laughs> how is it physical because are you aren't you just sitting in a machine twiddling the levers yeah, so when when you're um when you're bolting, which is um as I said, you're installing all the ground support. So essentially, like the tunnel will be, we call it a drive, but like people probably that aren't underground know it as a tunnel. So uh, when you fire it, it's just bare rock, so you can't walk under that because if one of those rocks bloody falls off and knocks you in the head, you're dead. Mm. Um, so the the jumbo we have to. Uh, scale all the loose rocks off and then install mesh and bolts into the ground to cover all that bare rock so it's safe to walk under. Um, so, yeah, like that that whole process where up and down out of the cab all the time to put bolts onto the boom and dragon sheets of mesh forward. And so that's like you're up and down and then it's usually hot parts of the mine because, you, you know, you've got to direct the airflow into you if it's a bit far back or you're in a deep mine it's nice and yeah so like you got you're dealing with the physical exertion like dealing with the heat and you're doing it for like 11 and a half hours straight Mm. with no break well there's no there's no crib time on the jumbo if you take crib on the jumbo you'll just get sacked pretty much (laughs) by the crew you need to harden up you don't every everyone yeah well that's it oh you just eat on the go but it's um yeah it's just it's the weirdest don't they come and hot seat you or something Oh, if you're not firing, they do. Usually, yeah, right. most mines you'll fire at the end of every shift, so you obviously have to get out. Um, where well, sometimes they fire every 24 hours, so so I'll be on day shift and me mate. Uh, so Tucker is actually Tucker, the guy that interviewed me. He's my cross shift at work, so me and him are on the same machine. So he'll come down and hot seat me, and I'll say, "Yep." I'll say, yeah, this is fuck, this is fuck, catch you later, I'm going to the pub. And he's like, too easy, cheers, bye, <laughs> repeat process. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's essentially a free gym membership, yeah. the the jumbo. I can like literally go to work. The missus absolutely fucking hates me for it. I'll go to work and drink as much as I want, eat as, like, walk into the mess, which is just a fucking, gaur- like, a gourmet sizzler, and it, especially after a few beers and just fill my plate up as much as I can, eat as much as I want, and I still lose weight. It's great. Oh, wow. It's, it's fantastic. So it's um, it's amazing how even if, like, say, you're boring all day, which means you're boring the patterns in the faces to- Not boring. Um, for the charger. Yeah, it is a bit boring <laughs> watching it sometimes. Even if you're doing that all day, like, sometimes, like, you know, you know what it's like if you you're mentally exerted, like eleven and a half hours of trying to focus and keep everything happening without fucking anything up or breaking anything. By the end of the day, you're like, oh, you're 
pretty buggered. And because your hands are moving all day, you don't eat that much. Yeah, right. So it's um, they're good for the waistline. I still, like, but yeah, oh, if I didn't drink, I would have a fucking six pack. I'd be so ripped. But um, I'm not giving that up. Fuck that. Yeah, no. I've, <laughs> I- Okay, you wouldn't you wouldn't let me on it. You wouldn't let me on if I was sober, bloody not drinking, would you? Oh, it's part well, of the bloody some, beers with a mind. Oh, some people do, mate. Some people don't drink or they have a water or whatever. But my biggest thing is, well, you can have, and you know, I have to allow people to have a choice. Um, you don't have to be a pisshead to come on the podcast, but I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can do what you want. You can have a cup of tea, and some do because of time scale or they're going to go pick up kids or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I like to have a beer. Yeah, I've got to go – I've got to – I've got to go coach basketball after this, so like, and I'm subbing in as the coach, so I may have one big, so I'll rock up smelling like piss and hit a kid across the head, or it's like the police will get involved. So, so responsible, <laughs> so responsible of me. I love it. As oh, mate, I've peaked, peaked maturity. Yes, <laughs> I do have a question about. So you're an engineer who said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I like the jumbo. I'd like to have a crack at that." But not everyone gets to have a crack at a jumbo because they want to. I'm sure it's the same as like in the open cup people, everyone wants to be a digger driver or something. But, yeah, you got to do your time in the truck and the fucking, you know, get on dozer, work your way up. Mm. So how did you go from engineer to jumbo operator, which is basically Ooh. like the top of the scale in underground mining, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's normally like you know, it could be like a ten year wait yeah. or seven year wait to you get on a jumbo. So on, I'd, um, you got pictures on people, right? <laughs> oh, I got so many bosses that have fucked goats, and I got pictures of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So I yeah, I essentially gave engineering away um, and went up to Telford with Burnhart on a truck as a truck driver, and just literally, I had it in my head. I'm like. I'm going to get on the jumbo. And I asked them, they're like, what are you giving engineering away for? Well, I said, I'm, I want to be on a jumbo, full stop. And they're like, oh, you won't get on one here. There's too much of a waiting list. I'm like, yeah, no worries. We'll fucking see about that. And so I got on the truck. And so the truck's the first roll, usually in underground. And then the next roll after that is the nipper. So nipper is in uh, like a, I think that that's what they call the bloody surf kids, don't they? The nippers. Yeah. Spelt the same. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So the nippers, the job of the nipper is essentially to feed the jumbos up the ass. So he, they, the nipper just has to, with uh, oh, with mesh and bolts and whatever they oh, need, yeah, bloody right, god, yeah, yeah no r- wristies if they want them, bloody bloody whatever's going. <laughs> but uh, they are so they got to set up the headings with the mesh and bolts so the jumbos can put them up, and then they assist the jumbos. And anyway, so they're. Sole purpose is to help the jumbos. So once I got nippers, they were, there were five five jumbos at that mine, and I was because I was just so obsessed with getting there. I just I just started. Uh, I'd have been around them before, but I'm like you know memorized what their hands are doing, so I knew you know what lever did what, and then mm. um, you know just worked my ass off, ran like a madman um, to, and then I'd. So obviously they seen I was keen as I was asking them heaps of questions. What do you? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Oh, can you let me put a bolt in? Which you're not supposed to do because bloody uh, got to have a ticket for yeah, it. So, not passed out, uh, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Authorised. Um, yeah. So and just I just maintained that, and they they tried to move me up. Like they said, oh, we'll put you on service crew and stuff. I said, no, nah, I'll just stay nipper, and it's all good. <laughs> Thinking I was like 
but I had the ulterior motive that I just wanted to be around the jumbos. And then, um, oh, you know, I did a bit of like a few months on the bogger, which is like, you know, like a digger, uh, like a bloody whatever the loader, like a version loader. is. I, a loader, yeah. a loader, yeah, underground they're loader. The weird, they're really um, flat, aren't they? Yeah, they look like something, like something okay. an elephant squashed them. Yeah. Like, they, like they got an open pit one and stood on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They look bloody, looks like something out of Austin Powers, like, yeah. you know, a little fucking buggy they get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did a bit of time there because that, that's the normal progressions like truck nipper, charge up, which is shot fire, bogger than jumbo. So I'd already, you know, sort of half knew how to use it, like not well, fucking useless at it because it's the most difficult thing to learn in your life like it's just the getting it moving and keeping the sequence going to actually achieve stuff and get yourself out of bloody shit situations like it's just there's that much to it not break the fucking thing um but then not get hurt not let the roof not get hurt yeah, well, that and that's it. Yeah, that's the thing, and not hurt anyone else. Like you can, oh, there's so much shit can go wrong with it, and um, yeah, got to the stage where oh, like a heap of people left, and I, I was doing, I was on two and one, and I was doing two extra days every swing. I was just could. Uh, just to be around the jumbo. Like, I was just so I just want to throw bolts, and I just like, and this just went on for. Well, they did it for about four months, and they're like, "What the fuck's wrong with this bloke?" And heap of, heap of people Psycho left. Um, much. Exactly, yeah. And the, I think the industry had a bit of a pickup. So this was around twenty fifteen, I think sixteen. And um, a heap of people left, got other jobs, and they were short on jumbo operators. And they're like, "Well, you're sort of the only one that." fucking has half an idea how to use it even though all these other people were waiting in line they were they you didn't know know anything that well, well they were ex- they were probably expecting to be given an opportunity to get trained on it and everything i'm like fuck that i've got to make this happen myself mm. and that was it once i got on it i'm like you but i saw i did sort of manipulate him a tiny bit i won't won't lie about this because I I might have said oh oh if you just give me my jumbo paperwork because I had the engineering background I said oh if you just give me my jumbo paperwork I just want to understand it a bit and you know before I go down the management path with you because they're always looking for managers and shift bosses and all that yeah. so I might have I might have told a white lie there and manipulated them a little bit and then once I got on it full time like beauty thank you very much I'm staying here. <laughs> I'm handcuffed in. You can't get me out, man. Yeah. Oh, the golden handcuffs. Yeah. So that that that's it. So I guess the moral of the story is, I say, a lot of people come up to now. They're like, "Oh, I want to be on a jumbo in twelve months. What's the odds of that?" I'm like, "Mate, completely up to you. If you want it that bad enough, you'll make it happen yourself because it's not going to get fucking given to you." Mm. Um, I know that firsthand. So I just I just took it. I'm like, "You just got to not take no for an answer." Without bloody knife and anyone in the back, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, in the nicest possible way, yeah, exactly. And Try and do it politely. Yeah, that's it, and show that you're keen and you you put in the hard yards around yeah. it and stuff. And in the open card, I've seen a lot of people newbies come in and they'll they finally got their you know got a start as a truckie, and then within the first week, so how do I get on a dozer? How do I? I want to be on mm. a digger. I'm like, yeah, mate. You, you know, learn how to drive a truck first. Just, just yeah. go to work and do your job and do it well, and just take it all in and learn. 
and then then start thinking about it, you know, but you just piss everyone off when you go and go, no, I want to drive a dozer or you know, I'm sure it's the same in underground. You'd see that with the new people coming in. Well, it's ones that, that, that say, oh, uh, how do I get on this? It's like, well, it's not like um, you don't just get it given to you. If they're like, uh, if they say it as like, look, my goal is to get here, um, this is where I want to be. And they, and, but you see they're keen That's as to learn and they're, yeah. Yeah, it's different yeah. to just saying, oh, how do I get given this? It's mm. like but when people are like, you know, working their ass off and trying to separate themselves from the field and be better than everyone else, it's like, yeah, they're the ones you want to harness because you know they're going to, you know, apply that same mongrel if they get given an opportunity for the next role. And then, yeah, yeah but yeah. especially at the moment because there's fucking no, there will, I don't know if there's, there's not there's a skill shortage, there's just so many fucking minds going oh, <laughs> that people ones. just don't exist. That's right. And is Telfer still going? That shut, didn't it? Yeah, no, I think they're on the last bit of the actual Telfer. They're actually um, cutting a portal next to it, which is, oh, I think it's half an hour away or something, and that's a, whole new ore body which is like the new telfer essentially oh, right, so yeah. but that's a, oh that is a huge mine it was like because yeah. it's so hot up there it's like so marble bars obviously the one of the hottest places in australia so yeah and it was real hot underground right like that refrigeration but if there was a cyclone the refrigeration doesn't work like because mm. it's evaporative and oh the bloody oh there was some hairy moments of dehydration and you know, you always just you always cramping. You'd be spewing all the time, oh, and true. it's um, it's yeah, it's tough work. It's um, you got to be, you got to be so careful. Well, that's what they that's why they're so big on like education about you know heat exhaustion, mm. heat stress, and everything. Because you don't try and push through it. Because once you get like that, you're fucked. Like there's no coming out of it that day. You don't just magically get better. You got to you got to stop and just park up and eat and drink and yeah. I try again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. And, like, fucking, I can only imagine what that feels like in a hole, like, down there. It's bad enough in the open garden. I remember, um, I think I was on the water cart and the fitters were fixing a machine, one of the diggers, and I had to be there to hose off something or other. I'm just sitting up there in my air con listening to the two-way and the radio, you know. Yep. All good, and the fitters are down there crawling around in the shit and the heat, and I'm like, why oh, do they yuck. do that? And it was, it would have been pushing 45 and yep. humid, like Queensland. Hu- well, it probably wasn't 45. It would have felt like that. But they put a bit of GST yeah, on the chibi, right? 45 at least. But the humidity makes it just feel so much hotter, and then they say it's 32. Like, fuck, it's 50 degrees. But 32 with 90% humidity, you know, and all about it, right? Oh, and God. And this fitter, yeah. he was doing it tough. And I st- I, you know, I'm a bit of a – well, I am. I'm a mum and a nana. And I I stuck my head out, and I'm like, mate, you, it was an, a, an apprentice, you know, apprentice. I said, oh, mate, there, he's stuffed. He, you could see he was just about to spew up. Oh, he'll be right. He better take some cement and harden the fuck up. This will learn him, blah, blah. Mm. I'm like, nah, mate, mate, get him in the light vehicle or something. And they ended up, when they looked at him, and he, he did end up with heat stroke. And they did a big thing about it the next day and stuff. And I, I recorded a uh, podcast audio blog, just me having a rant about it. Like, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to be hydrated. And if you see someone 
that is struggling or if it's really hot, whenever you get that opportunity to stand under a tree in the shade or <laughs> get in a light vehicle well, that, yeah. with the aircon on or something, do it. Take that opportunity. Don't think you're weak because you're doing it. But the, the worst thing, like when you when you actually get to that stage, you, your decision making skills just go out the fucking window. So he, he would have been in that state, and he would have been, That's right. you know, that delirious, like probably focused on the job and not realizing how fucked he actually mm. was. And then they, you start making poor decisions, and you know, it literally takes someone. And and you know, peer pressure is a big thing as well, as you said, because mm. um, I I got properly cooked when I was young too. Like I was doing it was at a hot mine and i was i got a crack at being the shop fire the charge up guy so you know you don't want to bugger up and but you're doing everything the hard way because you're just learning and i i had to get carried out of out from underground driven up like full body cramp um carried in spewing me hole up like looking back at it probably close to like people have died from that yeah um, makes me shiver to think about it now, but I've ever since then I've known the signs, and mm. um, well, I have to like you know if I get like that, you just have to stop, park up, and just suck it up. It's just like today's not your day. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> and the wor- and the worst the worst is the fir- first night shift because your body's like the first night shifts. You know what it's like, hard as anything normal normally because you. Just adjusting, awake. but then, yeah. well, then you then you mix heat with it, and you just oh, it's a battle of survival <laughs> that first night. It's um in a hot joint. It's yeah, it's oh fuck, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. But like that's whole. I guess I did. I think one of the first episodes I ever did on the podcast was about heat because I'd, I'd been through that experience and you know worked at a lot of at a few hot mines and it's um yeah trying to. I'll, I'll take a special interest now in making sure people don't get that fucking happen to them. Like, because I'll just see the signs straight away. As soon as they're fucked and I'm like, they're like, nah, I'll be right. I'll push through. I'll be like, nah, nah, mate, you're gone. I'm like, you just, you got to park up, sit down. It's just it's not yeah. worth it. Um, it's because uh, it was just really- a fatality recently from a dehydration. Oh, yeah. oh. I, I think it was, I don't think it's been officially released, but the word on the street, it was. Uh, dehydration in WA, um, and it can happen to anyone. It's mm. yeah, it's a it's a big, yeah, big, rightfully so, a very big topic of interest and, yeah. and safety topic, which is good. And I think it's important too for, um, like you said about peer group pressure. So for the people that are already on crew. And I know you're listening, right? I know there's people out there that are already in the mines and there's people that want to get in there. But you have to look out for your mates. We have to get each other home safe after every shift. And um, if you see someone that is struggling like that, and especially in my world, it's mostly the, I would see it as the fitters and probably the um, the drill and blast crew. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that are just out like there and they're loading the holes, and I'm like, fuck, that's yeah, another in job. In the sun like, all the day. Fuck would you do that? I haven't got anyone on the podcast yet who who does that. I need to line that up as well. Um, well, especially there, like, because so they got hot. they got an extra. Well, they got the sun on them all day yes. and fucking flies, and they have to really that have shit rug up for some protection and like, oh yeah, oh, oh, that's the best thing about underground. There's no fucking flies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, there isn't. Yeah, they don't follow, stick on your back and follow you down. They no, don't like thank it down God. Oh, a them. couple make it down, make it down every now and then. But it's uh, the killer underground's humidity. So, you know, oh. if it's because there's it's it's that much of a um, oh, so it's a bad word to say, but it's a very moist environment down there. Uh, <laughs> but it's there, like because you know, there's a lot of water. All the water, there's water everywhere. Essentially, that's what I was going to um, ask you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so so like to give you a context of heat down there, so um like your sort of stop work limit is um thirty two wet bulb. So do they use wet bulb, dry bulb in open pit or not when I'm they're measuring not, temperature? Uh not familiar with the term. No, but I don't measure temperature either, so <laughs> they might Yeah, so they like so wet bulb yeah, the wet bulb temperature takes into account the the humidity. So, the dry bulb temperature is what gets set on the news. So, like, right, say, yeah. fucking Darwin's 32 degrees, that's dry bulb. But that would be, say, um, you know, that could be 30 degrees wet bulb because it's really, really humid there. So, for us, the stop work limit's 32 dry bulb, which would be, you know, that means it's about 37 degrees and 80% humidity. And that's your, that's when it's real fucking hot. Because that's it. It's the like. So we'll drink about. Like when I've been at a hot mine, I've been I've been at a few. God, I've I've actually worked at three of the hottest shittest mines in WA, I reckon. And um, or well, not not the hottest, but um. So on a on a hot day, you'd drink about ten liters of water. Wow. Um, underground, yeah. So I'd assume open pit like shop fires in the open pit would be mm. the same, but. You just like you, and you'll drink ten liters, and you like, you wouldn't even have one piss. It's because uh, it's just like your boots fill up full of water just from all the sweat running down your body, yeah. and it just like bloody, it just goes straight into your gum boots. And like the weirdest thing, you like, you'll get up from underground, and you'll pour your gum boot out, and everyone's like, "You've been swimming or something?" I'm like, "No, that's just the bloody sweat." Oh. It's um. Yeah, but I'm I'm at a pretty cool mine now, so I won't, I'm fucking hanging on for dear you're, life there. You're staying I'm, there, I'm spoiled man. at the moment. Yeah, fuck I'm yeah. spoiled as. Hey, so um, how do your feet handle it? Because I've had this conversation with a few people. Mm. Like you can get shit fungus and that, and then you got to like if you got um, good socks will help. The old bamboo socks seem to be the go. Yeah, I've I've got them, the bamboo socks. Mm. Yeah, like I've had ones where you, um, if you got wet feet all the time, you end up because you, you get that trench foot, but then you get it, um, if it, because you're it's wet all day and then you you'll dry out at night. They start cracking. Yeah, um, your feet might crack, and like once it's like that, you can't fight. <laughs> you're fucked um, for the rest of the swing. But yeah. it, I haven't had that too much. It's just. Sometimes, like, the best thing you can do, if anyone's listening, I'll do a couple of things. I hope they are. Like, I hope someone's listening. I mean, anyone <laughs> anyone from underground, I mean. Yeah, right, um, yeah, yeah. I do. Because I, most people wear, because we get the wellies, the gum boots. Yeah. So, people people chuck the natural way to wear them is put their overalls inside um, inside the gum boot. Mm. But that means, like, every all the bit of sweat in your body sort of, you know, eventually runs down your overalls and, and you know, funnels straight into your gum boots. Oh, yeah. So, like, the, you know, the wetter you are all day, the more heat you're retaining because all your bo- all your body heat's just getting retained on all the water on the outside mm-hmm. of you. 
Um, so I actually wear my overalls on the outside of the gumboots so that a lot of that moisture from the overalls doesn't actually go into my gumboots. Um, and then you got the bamboo socks, but then if you're that wet all day, I actually bite the bullet, stop, and wring out my socks and put them back, put them back on, wring out the. So you can imagine the shit you're wringing out of that. But it just, but, <laughs> but that, um, but that actually, it's amazing how much of a difference that makes to get that bit of sweat off your body. Like just, mm. it just cools you down a bit. Um, because it's just like it's like anything. You just got to learn to manage it, and it's, it's yeah. little things like that can that can make a. And then you go to some sites, you get the the fucking client squeezers up top with their flash pens, and they're a bit overweight because they're sitting in an office all their fucking life, saying that we all have to roll our sleeves down and button them up for safety and all that. But that just like yeah, the amount of heat you retain from having your sleeves down and all that all day, or oh, it's just like I'm like mate. People have come down that say, have your sleeves down. I said, you fucking stand next to me for two hours with your sleeves down and I'll keep them down, mate. And because they, 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 all, they all come and tell you to roll your sleeves down, but then they just fuck off back to their air con ute and drive to the surface while you're down there. So I've got, yeah, or just a bit of a touchy, sensitive topic there. Yeah, yeah. Tell me to roll your sleeves down, me sleeves down, you can get fucked. I'm just letting everyone know. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's just a, too, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, and I've heard that a lot. That is a, a like it's a real issue when people come from um, what does a real miner call them? Uh, sunshine mining. <laughs> sunshine <laughs> like mining. Yeah, from yeah. the top they come down and uh, yeah, try to tell you what to do, and then they go back. It's like yeah, yep, okay, bye. Well, well <laughs> I look at it. You- you just got to look at the safety like incidents, like how many the you can just look at the number of um, cuts and abrasions to arms compared to dehydration cases, and I would mm-hmm. say dehydration cases would win by a country mile. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say the I'd rather um, take the risk of cutting myself, which I'm not going to, but be cool and not suffer dehydration than um, rolling my sleeves down to conform with a stupid procedure like that. So, yeah, geez, yeah, really promoting safety here. But, yeah, I am actually, I am. I'm passionate about heat and dehydration. And what else are you passionate about for people in mining? Um, Because I know you are very passionate. I am. Mm. Well, I'm passionate about the role, like the jumbo machine itself, because I reckon it's just the bloody coolest thing in the world. I just absolutely love it. But it's, it's more the... It's what goes into it, like the the to for all for me to do my job down there. I've got you know so many people behind me and around me that are you know doing their part as well. Um, and it's like it's getting a joint like and then small minds are the best for it, where you can really get that team happening, um, that team culture where everyone's in it. And it's like it's like a footy team, like and it it's just. <laughs> I just wrote down team. Because underground, I've had a couple of underground miners on my podcast and they said it's such a small team and everyone's looking after each other and they've got to, like, everyone's, yep. it's like a dance and yeah, we do it too, but there's 60 of us, it's different. And when you're down there, 
yeah, team is so important. And one guy was from the army and he said he really felt like when he was underground because they ended up working with us in the surface because they shut the underground and he didn't even feel like he was a miner when he came to the open car. But he yeah, said yeah. When, when he went from the army to underground, he felt like it was like when he was <laughs> – when he was in the war and they were in the in the trenches and everyone had tra- to have yeah. each other's yep. back. Sorry to interrupt, but that's, yeah, that's what I really pick up about underground mining when I talk to Well, and it's like there's a, it's a it's a big rush as well. Like, you, you know, like, because it's like you've got to fire at 5.30 every day or between 5.30 and 6. So if I don't get the face board out in time and then for charge up to come in and get it charged and you know like i might be down there i'll pull out and or they're run they're, they're straight in and oh you know some days i might go help them if i haven't got anywhere to go i haven't done that for a while people will be listening like you never fucking do that <laughs> you know, but you um, never fucking help us <laughs> yeah i'm probably more of a hindrance than anything but it's like and then everyone's down there chipping in to get this thing get this bloody cut on the deck and um yeah. That's what they call it—a cut. So, like a cut, and on the deck means fired. Get the cut on the deck by before six, and it's like it's just the best thing ever. Like everyone's down there giving it a go, and you get up, and then you go straight to the pub, and it's just like it's just that's that's what I do it for—that rush. Um, and you get paid. It's like it's like a bloody sport each day, and you get paid to do it. I reckon it's just the fucking greatest bloody job in the world. I absolutely love it. So then, when you get all these. Uh, that's why I get a bit bloody sensitive about, uh, you know, all that fucking media going off about bloody the mining industry and the FIFO industry is just full of people, that, full of rapists and everything like that whole fucking thing they've gone through recently, just that slagging inquiry, off the whole yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, you, it just really bloody grinds my gears because I think, you know, I'm just in it and I think it's one of the greatest industries in Australia, what it, the opportunities it provides us all. Um, from any walk of life, you don't have to be fucking a lot of people up there that are um, earning a couple hundred grand a year that didn't even finish school that can't even read and write. But that's the mining's just given them the opportunity to give them and their family a fucking unreal life. I reckon it's just the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it is. And didn't have to go to uni, you know, like I went from working in a pet shop and then my 22 year relationship fell apart, ended up in the mines because I went back to mum, as you do when life goes to shit. And her um, husband was working in a mine and they were hiring a whole crew basically because they were going from a three-panel to a four-panel roster. So they needed another whole crew. And they hired, uh, I think it was about 60 newbies at once, but separated all the crews, so spread them out. And when I started, I got there towards the end, so they were over new people. <laughs> by, the time, by the time I got there, but I, I remember I was earning sixty grand. I was like, "Oh my god, how, how good is this? this is so good!" And then I heard in Queensland there were, well, you know, one hundred and twenty grand for the same job. Plus, it didn't snow there. <laughs> Because yep. I was in New yep. South Wales and it was fuck that it was too cold, and um, so I went back up to the kids and and did that. But yeah, no, like a, a trained receptionist. You know, I just had kids, not just as my sister always says. You had kids. That was that's a big thing. It's not a you know. And um, my husband, the kids' dad, he worked, and I did a 
part-time job and that and then I ended up working in a mine uh working 13 hour days and crew of 60 yep. people and uh Fucking two girls it. two girls one of them was me <laughs> it well I didn't love it at first Matt I was I was, I was fucked I was so broken because I just like had no right to be there but it's where I ended up and I'm glad I stuck it out but what bringing it back to your point about the money is that it's such an opportunity for people and I'm very passionate about what I do because a lot of people just see the money. I'll be rich mm. and I'm look at all that time off and then that's all they know about mining and then they get out there and go, well, hang on a minute, wait, what? <laughs> this isn't what I expected or a lot of people do struggle and can't do it and um, or their family situation it doesn't suit them or someone cheats or they think they're cheating or there's so mm. many things that people don't even think about, which is why, or that, you know, hello, you might die <laughs> because yeah. it's not big money for no reason. <laughs> but a lot of people do it and succeed and do it for decades and decades and family tradition and the whole family's in it and love it. And, you know, so a lot of people make it work. Some don't. What's the difference? What how, what makes you cut out to be a miner? Do you reckon? Oh, well, it's oh, and, that, and that's as I'm the same as you. Like I've got you know motives behind a lot of my episodes trying to help because I've like I have literally royally fucked up so much stuff in my twenties between uh, gambling, bloody share market investing, uh, drugs smoking bloody just if i could lose money i would find a way to do it and all things because i was just bloody you know it's all that it, it just a very I've, I've said it a lot of times the the, I, the same qualities i had that helped me get on the jumbo that addictive personality that drive is the, the same things that were my demise with bloody gambling and drug use and and everything like that and i just fucking wasted my whole 20s Now for a word from our sponsor, Julia Hartman and the Bantax Accounting Group. If you head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners, that's B-A-N-T-A-C-S, you can download a free booklet all just for us miners. And there's also a spreadsheet in there that helps you check off what tools you have for your trade, like your isolation lock, work boots, seven shirts, all of these sorts of things. And you can weigh them up and it'll tell you if you qualify weight-wise to claim your trips out to work. I strongly urge you to head to bantax.com.au forward slash miners and tell them Mad Mumsy sent you. Give you a bit of context, or just, or just as you said, I just did that tell you said before we were talking you, the, when I put you to sleep last night uh, with my bloody. The, I just did like my tell-all podcast um, where we made interviewed me. He's like, maybe people want to listen to your story. I'm like, oh yeah. So that was the big tell-all of my old story, um, and a lot of it was just like at, when I first started over here, I got told about these CFD things, contracts for difference, which is essentially like leveraged share market trading. So I took out a $50,000 personal loan and bought like 
150 grand or something worth of Northern Star shares, which were 25 cents at the time. I think I bought them for 40 cents. Uh, and then they went down to 25, which means when you leverage, you lose the whole fucking thing. So I lost $50,000. Those shares are worth $10 today. So I would have been a multi fucking millionaire. But all, and that was, and then I just like got fucking, I kept doing it, kept doing it for like, that was just one part of it. Like a lot, I already lost fucking half a million bucks in my twenties with investing and, you know, gambling and smoking and drug use and shit like that. And then like once, so now I've hit me, what do I say? Twenties are for learning, thirties are for earning. (laughs) So from all, from all that, I just, now I'm just, you know, trying to be a bit of a, influence like to say to people because the amount of blokes i see that go to work in the mines earn good cash and then just go and buy an eight ball of coke on break and just waste bloody 1500 bucks just like that regularly and i'm just like oh like what why trying to promote the idea of like oh, instead of doing that maybe you could buy 1500 bucks worth of shares or put it towards a deposit for a house or like, you know, go down that line of thinking. Uh, they're going the other line or lines of thinking. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that was – and on the – so that's um, – yeah, if you can try and bloody even look, not everyone's going to listen, not everyone wants to change. It's their own bloody choice. But if we can sort of impact some percentage of the workforce to, you know, make some better use of the – because, you, you're as you said, you're up there – any fucking tough time you're having at home or whatever, like, is exacerbated when you go on a FIFO site. You're, you're sitting in a donger by yourself. You're fucking you're remote. You're working 12-hour days. You're probably low on sleep. You're fucking physically exhausted. But, like, and you, you earn the good money because you work hard for it. But then, you know, to throw it away like I did and a lot of people do is just such a waste of putting yourself through that. Like, whereas why not? Put it to better use. Set yourself up. Get a better life later on. Give yourself the potential to fucking retire early, maybe, uh, or get debt free. Um, yeah. So of, uh, I don't know. I guess practice what you preach. I've hit a better point in my life now. I've got a bloody legendary missus, the wife, and three kids. And um, yeah, God, I just uh, well, then fucking kids cost a fortune. I don't think I'll be able to afford punching out fifteen hundred bucks for an eight ball of coke every break. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, uh, yes. compared to kids, yeah. But so when you were at that stage, if someone like you, and you probably had it, was saying, oh, come on, mate, you should be saving up to buy a house, and I had it as well, you know, you paid your house off yet? Uh, well, no. <laughs> yeah. um, I wouldn't have listened. never had wouldn't money. Have, wouldn't I'm have having fun. I'm actually doing what I want to do, and I was paying for everyone's everything as well because you're the yeah, rich yeah. miner. So go down the coast, hire a car, get a unit, pay for everyone's lunch and dinner and everything. Um, So I did waste a lot of money too. Um, And I I did some chairs as well that didn't quite work out. Um, I think I lost about seven and a half grand um, on that. That's better than mine. It was supposed to be, (laughs) you know, you must have. Sure thing. The yep. ASX 200 has never been this low ever, <laughs> but it got lower after yep. that and I lost, you know, nothing yep. happened. But um, I guess my question is 
what was the turning point for you? How well, did you go from say, yeah. that to I need to really get my shit together, I've crossed a line? Mm. Mm. Well, oh, yeah, because that's the thing I wouldn't have. I did have people telling me and I'm like, just wouldn't. I, I knew better. I wouldn't listen. I had to, same as, same as someone trying to quit smoking, you can fucking <laughs> get into them as much as you like, but they've got to make the decision themselves. Yeah. Um, and it was when I met my wife. So I'd uh, met her, we were together, and I think I had one last attempt at the CFD thing and fucked it up again, lost about, 20 grand i think and i'm just like what am i doing oh that that was the point and she obviously knew about it and it was like i'm like i'm gonna fuck this whole relationship up if i do this again that was that was it that was simple as that i think i think she was up the duff at the time too so i had a bit of uh had a bit more to think about because there was a child on the way that i owned that that yeah that yeah so she come with um come with blake he was well he was five at the time so he's come pre-made yeah um uh i call him i call him a sock some other c's kid uh buddy (laughs) does he know Uh, what that acronym means no i haven't told him to his face everyone gets a kick out of that usually um he's a but he's yeah so i'd obviously taken on uh another child and one coming and then I'm just like, yeah, that was the – when I finally had to accept, I'm like, oh, my God, I've just got a couple of losses here. I'm never going to make this money back and I'm a I'm, a, I'm an addict. I was a bloody gambling addict. Mm. When you – just because it's with the share market, you feel like it's sophisticated, but it's not. It's just sophisticated gambling. Um, it's not the pokies. So, yeah. No, and then – and and it was actually – uh, my mother-in-law, well, the new mother-in-law at the time, uh, gave me the barefoot investor because none of her kids read it because they were all bloody probably pretty useless. Mate. No, I was the first one that really took it on board and mm. that was the turning point. And then, yeah, and it, and it all went from there. It was just like, and that was, I started the podcast not long after that actually. So I'd actually, after I'd straightened myself out, um. And my mate said it perfectly. He's like, the reason you started your podcast is because you stopped taking drugs and stopped on the share market. And because of your personality, you still had to direct that energy somewhere. And hence what we've got now, life of mine. So oh. pretty much life of mine is fueled with like an anti uh, CFD investing drug induced. Like, it's like the antimatter that come out of my. Uh, so well, I've essentially taken all these bad share market tips and bloody cigarettes and drugs and shattered out and I've produced a podcast. Well, if you that, that's the journey. I guess that that's one way that's a weird way of putting it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. That's um one hell of a reason to have a podcast is to shit out well, all your yeah. <laughs> no, you have shit out I'm, I'm trying to I'm I'm seeing a car. You're, you're thinking here. of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. Of the process. You've got rid of all the shit, and now this is what's coming out. This gold is coming out. To, yeah, it's um, like people are getting shat yeah. on with my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how you'd look at it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. We, I, um, I, I really like your lives that you do as well. So you just 
jump on randomly. I get a notification on my phone. Life of mine is live. I'm like, oh, what's this clown doing now? <laughs> and plug. I always yeah, yeah, yeah. comment. And it's so good. I, I love it. Um, so back to the podcast, the name Life of Mine, what made you decide what to call it? Life of Mine as in your life and analogy of the mining life as well or not that deep? No, no, it was, it was slight because I actually come up with the idea when I was – I was in between Jumbo and I was I was actually an, back to being an engineer and I was working with a consultant and um, I come up with the idea I wanted to do a podcast. I was going to do it with them initially and then and we were working on it to to do it with them and then I actually we we're all trying to come up with a name and like the life of mine schedule is like. You know, I don't know if open pits is the same, but in underground, like the life of mine schedule is the schedule for the whole mine. It's called the life of mine. Um, and then I picked that. I'm like, that's what we should name the podcast. Like, and it's like a double meaning, like, because yes. you're interviewing people and everything. And then I got the bloody shits with engineering and went back on the jumbo and quit. And I said, oh, I'm. I think I'm going to take this podcast with me. I don't know if they wanted me to or not. And yeah, I probably burnt the bridges there a bit. Yeah, it was a bit awkward. But uh, anyway, it had to be done. It was probably, um, trust me, all the fucking work I've put into it and the cost of it, I did them a favor. Trust me. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, so I guess, but it always gave it the, I don't know, to be honest, I was just looking for something to name it at the start. But looking at it now, it's probably a good thing because it's, um, if I want to diversify it eventually, because like the goal is to eventually be able to interview everyone, not just mining people. Mining will be the base. Um, life, life of mine isn't really a mining. Mm. Like it can, it can be more than mining. It, it can, can be evolve. Like, it can evolve to mm. can be anyone. So yeah, that was it. And then oh, I had some god. The worst thing was the logo at the start. Oh, it was fucking horrendous. It was something I come up with and got someone to spruce it up on bloody Fiverr, and Fiverr oh, it was so did shit. Mad Mumsy logo. <laughs> oh, it was that so cost shit. Five bucks though, does it? I ended up having to pay like <laughs> nah. seventy so you can use it commercially or whatever. Oh ah, yeah, yeah. Five bucks, they say no. But I was shocking at the start. I was that obsessed with it like who's listening like i was bloody doing apes episodes and like because i like they're the addictive personality yeah, who would have thought right. yeah. and i got the missus and the the young kids as well trying to do this and i was just um there's been a few heated moments but it was as you'd know like because it, it's so exciting at the start but i had to really learn to manage because like my the natural thing for me was just to Whenever there was a spare moment, I'd be on the podcast, forget everything around me, like screaming kids or anything, mm. um, was not sustainable, but because it's not fair on the missus and especially when she's like, but then the motivation at the start was she's like, you know, this podcast, you're never going to make money out of it. Like, I don't know why you're doing it. I'm like, I'll fucking show you. Um, it's been a long journey starting to, you know, kick some goals now on the financial side of things but um yeah i've got a bit to make up for because as you know it's a bit of a it's a bit of an investment with equipment and everything and i went down the video route and like um i've, I've gone fucking balls deep into it i've gone all in <laughs> like who would have thought who yeah. would have thought i would have yeah instead of wasting on shares i wasted on fucking mics and cameras but they're a lot but, cheaper um, and you got them. They're not going to get taken away by anyone else unless someone breaks in. 
and you yeah, probably the got bank insurance, can't get them. So, yeah. 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 Had to, yeah right. had to get that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where was I going to go with that? With the with the podcast, with the the name, the logo. Oh, you can go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, with it. no, it's probably I, your I, podcast, I, mate. I was, I was on it. I was on a track, but I've lost it. I'll edit this shit out. Um, <laughs> or not? I'll leave it in. You know, half the time I say, "Fuck I'll edit it, that out, right?" And it's in there, <laughs> and you but forget. I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm trying to think. I was, I was, I was on your roll there with you, but I just dropped off. I'll have a drink. How about that? What I will do is say all the links for this episode and can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 77. That's the show notes. So I'll link everything up, Matt's Life of Mine podcast, all the anything else that we've spoken about before that I've forgotten already. Must have been good. <laughs> I'll give you the um, if people want to listen to the rough as guts episodes of like hidden them away because I don't know. Oh. Who do you have to host yours? I'm on Libsyn. Who hosts your podcast? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I've got – I'm on Podbean and they've got oh, this yeah, like yeah. patron program. So people have to pay like 2 bucks fifty a month and they get access to all the rough episodes. So they're yeah. hidden away so the, the public and the corporate folk can't see them. So they're the ones I drop all the C-bombs in and like just the yeah. roughest guts that aren't appropriate for public uh, thing. And uh, they're, they're the minor ones. They're the, the underground minor favourites. So – that was like, I guess that was a way to try and make a bit of money out of the podcast yeah. to pay for all the shit. Yeah, I, I went down the Patreon route for a while there, and but my biggest thing is I haven't been able to keep up being regular because life, like, yeah, so much, yeah, shit. yeah exactly. Like, you know, we don't even need to go into it, but you know, 2016, I started, I got 75, uh, no, your episode 77, but I've just done yep. one which is 78, but you'll be first. Someone, oh, beautiful. Yeah. I'm flattered. You're, ne- you're next, yeah. right? So, but um, I just haven't been able to be regular because trying to do other things in my life and poor old Mad Mumsy slipped down to the bottom of, of, of the list. But now I, I really miss doing the podcast and connecting with people and stuff. And, and that's where I knew I'd get back there. With the interviewing people. How do you? How are you finding that? Are you enjoying that? Are they all mates of yours? Are they just randoms like me who just come in and go, "Hey, <laughs> what's going on?" Or yeah, no, well, I'm um, very, very broad. So a lot of them, you know, I had mates or people or ex colleagues like workmates or managers or corporate people that I'd sort of worked alongside. And like, look, LinkedIn's the greatest thing ever. You just oh, harass people till they say yes. Yeah. Um, and but then like, it's it's as you'd know, like you have one guest and they forge on to another person, and then that for they forge on to another. Like the network just fucking goes off its tits. Like it's just the biggest best way to meet people in the industry like you just got a job for life by the end of it um yeah so and then oh it's it's been a journey learning how to interview people i used to do questions and um and everything all that but now just you know hit the go button and you just sort of let the conversation take its natural course because i i just don't think reading through questions you can you can hear it in the interview, and it's when it's structured, it's not as engaging. I just like listening to a conversation. Mm. Um, 
and my because mine go for bloody oh some of them go for over two hours like because mm. sometimes you can't shut the person up <laughs> so uh especially the old fellas <laughs> but yeah and it's, it's so i guess as you know you just develop a bit of a you, you get better at interviewing people the more you do it um i think i have and then but even with the intros as well, learning to, um, you know, I type my intros up as well, but like learning to read them but not sound like you're reading and learning to have that, you really got to put the energy into your voice and your enthusiasm, get arms going because if you just read it, the monotone's just so fucking boring. Yeah. you got to. I've got to, you're trying to pump everyone up. It's like fucking footy. We're fucking running out. We're running out for a bloody origin. And, uh yeah, it's the same as doing a bloody podcast intro. Hey, I'm getting fucking pumped up now talking about it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got to have a beer, get a couple of beers into me and crack a beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bit of bloody truth yeah. syrup. Uh, I like to do it when I'm doing the Zoom test your mic. I'm like, yep. hey, Mad Mumsy here. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Put a bit of an American yeah. cowboy yeah, yeah, yeah. onto it. <laughs> Madmumsy.com. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that's good. <laughs> when did you start the podcast? What year? Oh, two years ago. Yeah, um, right. So, May, May, two years ago. So, yeah, it's, I think, because yours was already going, I think. Yours and Finney's and. That's my claim to fame. Yeah. I was the first mining podcast. 2016, yeah. April Fool's Day. Oh, jeez, Yeah, my daughter's saying, push it, Mum. That was a submit to iTunes it was back then, not Apple Podcasts. And we were going to town and I had all the things and she's like, just do it. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> and I you were probably it. like, uh, oh, so have scared. you seen my one come up? You're like, who the fuck's this Johnny come lately think he is doing a mining podcast? <laughs> well, I did, at first I did, I must admit, but my sister, hard hat mentor, Drewy, as everyone knows her, especially over in WA, yep. bloody legend over there. She um, she said to me, no, nah, just swing on their coattails <laughs> because they, <laughs> they've got people that listen to them. And you know what it's like if you find a good podcast, oh, what else is similar? Like I've listened to all them or whatever. So, um, yeah, now I just love it. And I've had um, some of them on my podcast and I've been on their podcast, like Finney Pete from Full Production. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's cool. I've been on his podcast and he's been on mine. <laughs> and we kind of all mix it around, you know, and I was just on another Yeah, well, that's what you'll be – you'll be on yeah. mine after this, no doubt. So, oh, it's, uh, right. yeah, it's, like, it's one of the – what do they say? That's like, yeah, one of those you do me, I'll do you situations. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what Finney said because <laughs> I went on his and he went on mine. Yeah, that's so, cool. it was the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I think because I think I remember I I went on his and um I think I must have swore too much because I listened to the listened to it afterwards and I was sort of muffling all my swear words. Uh, I think I went a bit nuts on the I think I was a bit went a bit nuts on the f bombs. I think so. Yeah, I think I've been a bit better today. I think fucking awesome, mate. (laughs) (laughs) God, it's a bloody mining podcast. I don't know what people expect anyway. That's that's right. I always say, Mad Mums. I shouldn't yell here, though, because where I am is a, a wellness corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're looking real well. <laughs> my studio. I've got the door shut, but there's – anyway, we won't go there. Uh, that's um, all right. <laughs> and someone's sleeping over tonight, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, all good. I'll go on your podcast and I'll share yours far and wide. So, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you the bloody book and link, mate. 
Have you used that Calendly? Did you yes. see that? Yes. That's handy, eh? That, that is, is freaking awesome yeah. Yeah. for organising your life. Yes. I'm just not organised enough to use it properly, but I must because I haven't been regular, so it's not like I'm organising 10 people at once. It's like, hey, you want to come yeah, to the true. podcast? I've got, I got tomorrow free. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but, but now I'm going to get back more, more into it. So... Um, it's probably time we need to wrap up, I reckon, because you've got to go coach these kids at basketball and actually win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got to bloody rip them up until they're going to get a few home truths tonight. Yes. Bloody, yeah, no, no sensitive coach tonight. Yeah, anyway, I, I think I'm going to get kicked out of the stadium. No, now, come on, change your boots. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap us up, hey? Um I just want to oh, can say. I just say th- can I say thank you first? I'm just so honoured that you've asked me on. I just oh, can't thank you enough. It was bloody. I'm really flattered. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a real bloody honour to be asked onto someone else's podcast. It's just yeah, can't thank you enough. Well, thank you so much, and um, I'll have a beer with you in person soon. I was actually meant to be in WA right now, but COVID stopped that. Yep. I was going over five weeks, so we'll definitely um, have a beer together one day, and I'll meet your lovely wife, kids, all the things, all the yep. things, all the people. Ha! Um, Do you notice that, like, once you interview someone, it's like you just get this weird bond forever? Like, you just become – it's life. like an instant an instant mate thing, like, in all seriousness. Yes. Like, you can just, like, in it and you just, like – yeah, it's That's just it. the weirdest thing. You it talk is. for someone for an hour on an interview and then you're just like best mates instantly. Yes. It's, um, yeah, it's cool. And it doesn't matter what level they are. I've had some – I had the CEO of Are You OK on when I was first. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And he always, you know, every now and again on LinkedIn, good old LinkedIn, we have, you know, have a couple of chats and people will like highfalutin people, but they remember me. They know me. So, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I know you need to go, so what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they need more mat in their life? Need You want a bit of mat in you, you want a bit of life of mat in your life. Uh, got the website, lifeofmindpodcast.com. Uh, you can bloody subscribe to the podcast anywhere you like. It's on bloody Spotify, Apple bloody everywhere google podcasts um got the youtube channel with all the videos done a few underground skits where i've dressed up like a dickhead and they uh, are good. yeah just yeah true i don't think the boss liked it too much at work but uh, um got the if you want to hear the rough episodes go to podbean and uh be a patron i think it's patron.podbean.com dot com forward slash life of mine uh so that's where all the rough funny ones are that i've hidden away from the corporate folk and if you want to help us out, buy some bloody merch at the lifeofmindpodcast.com forward slash shop. Sell a bit of merch and hoodies to try and fund this whole project. And and just look, if you can buy a hoodie or a shirt just to get the missus off me back because she's going to kill me if I don't sell them. She's fucking up me because I've dumped a bit of coin on them. So, yeah, any help would be much appreciated. But, um, yeah, um, no, nah, thanks very much. I'm so honoured to be on the show. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt. And, um, yeah, go and get your merch, rock it, wear it to the basketball. It's time to say goodbye now. We could chat all day, and I've been known to. All the links we discuss in this episode are at madmumsy.com forward slash beers 77. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, Matt. Bye.